Hey there, welcome to the Easy Aging Show. My name is Michelle Zavala and I'm your Easy Aging Expert. Each week, I'll bring you tips and strategies that will energize you as you take small, fun-sized actions to upgrade your mindset and get clarity on who you are and what you truly want. With this, you'll have the freedom to go after your dreams and start reveling in the juicy moments of midlife that make your heart sing. So grab a cup of joe or a glass of the red and kick back because your glory days are just getting started. Hey there, Easy Agers. Oh my goodness, the holidays are upon us. And that means get-togethers with the family. Woohoo! Well, now, personally, I adore my family, and I am always thrilled anytime we get to hang out with each other. But I know that's not necessarily true for everyone. Even though this episode is coming out right before Thanksgiving, you can use these tips any time of the year, no matter what gathering you're attending. So I just wanted to give you a few ideas to help you lessen potentially volatile situations during family gatherings. And the best thing about this is you can do this process before your event. It doesn't take a ton of time. The process itself has two parts. All right. Number one, the first part is manage yourself. One of the first things to look at before the event is to figure out what your expectations are. Ask yourself, what are my expectations when I see this person I clash with? What am I expecting to get out of this? What do I want to see happen if I allow myself to engage, if I allow myself to get in a controversial conversation? Do you just want to be heard? Do you want to change them? Do you want to change their opinions? Do you want to show others how smart you are? Do you just want to be right? It's not my place to tell you how to answer these questions, but I do know that asking these questions will help you become aware of your motives so you can figure out if they're benefiting you or if they're hurting you. So that's the first thing. The second thing is look at past events. What has happened before? Who triggered you the most? What did they say or do that that threw you over the edge or upset you or got you really frustrated? Do this so you can be prepared. So things don't take you completely by surprise when you're all together again. Once you know what your expectations are and what triggered you in the past, ask yourself the biggest question of all of this. Is this worth it? Is this worth it? Is engaging with this difficult family member about this difficult topic worth the results you're going to create? Because let me tell you, my friend, if this is contentious, the results you create could be anything from making people uncomfortable and creating an awkward environment to blowing up the entire event to the point where everybody starts leaving. Doing this will help you prepare and that will take you into the second step, which is number two, get a plan. Now, the first part of get a plan is focus on the good. Talk about shared interests. Talk about fun memories. Hey, remember that holiday when grandpa fell in the mud? Focus on the good stuff. If you don't have any shared interests or fun memories together, keep things light. Stick to broad, high-level topics like sports or vacations or what they're watching on Netflix. I once heard about an acronym that was designed to get to know the other person better to help keep a conversation going, and it's called TED, T-E-D. The T stands for tell me, the E stands for explain to me, and the D stands for describe. So basically, you would use TED, tell me, explain to me, or describe in your sentence to get people to open up a little bit. So you say, hey, tell me a little bit about your vacation, or Can you explain to me a little bit more about what you do for a living? 
These are the things that are going to start engaging people. And when you keep things light, you keep things a little broader, it's a lot easier to help things fall into place. So that's the first part of get a plan. The second part is to set some boundaries and limits for yourself. Because friend, there are just going to be times when you cannot avoid the person no matter what part of the house you're in. So set these three boundaries for yourself. Number one, limit interactions. If you do have to talk to this person, offer neutral responses. Pull back a little. Keep it pretty middle of the road. Wow, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm, very neutral, very middle of the road. The second thing you can do is laugh it off if they try to bait you. I know what you did last year. I'm not falling for that again. (laughs) Keep it light, but don't let them pull you in. The goal here is to not fuel the fire. It's really more of a less is more approach. The second thing you can do is limit the time spent with that troublesome person. If things get to be too much for you, walk away. Just nicely excuse yourself and walk away. Go into the other room. Go to take care of the kids. Go to help in the kitchen. Go outside for some air. Watch the game that's going on in the other room and sit down with those folks. Do whatever you can to remove yourself from the situation so you can stay calm and pull yourself together if you're getting a little ruffled there, all right? The third thing you can do is limit your alcohol intake. I don't really have that much to say about this because, friend, you're a grown-up. You are old enough to know how much damage an alcohol-fueled discussion can do. So on this one, I'm going to encourage you to just don't. (laughs) Don't go there. Just take it easy on the drinking while you're there, all right? The great thing about this is none of this is going to take you too long. You don't have to spend days and days on this. You probably already know the answers. You just haven't created the space you need to think about them. So grab a cup of coffee or tea and figure out some of this in advance because knowing your plan in advance will help you become more aware of your own intentions and put you in the right mindset to handle the conversation before you even arrive. To recap this process, two steps that are going to help you keep peace at family gatherings during this holiday season and any other time of the year. Number one, manage yourself. First, by understanding your expectations and by understanding what has upset you or triggered you at previous events. After you do this, ask yourself, is this worth it? Ask yourself if getting into a confrontation with that person is going to be worth the results you create. Number two, get a plan. This means setting some boundaries and limitations for yourself, especially when you just cannot avoid the person at the event. The first thing to do, limit your interactions with neutral responses or even laughing it off if they're trying to bait you. Number two, limit the time spent with them. If it gets to be too much, nicely excuse yourself and walk away. And number three, limit your alcohol intake so you are in control of your emotions. Thinking it through beforehand can make all the difference and really encourage a pleasant, enjoyable time for everybody. So that's it for today. If you haven't already grabbed your free copy of How to Reclaim Your Energy and Kick Midlife Blues to the Curb, a simple guide, go to theeasyagingshow.com right now. I'll see you in the next episode. And until then, peace, love, and blessings to you and yours. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening today. If this show has helped or encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You'll find directions on how to do this at theeasyagingshow.com. 
And to connect with other Easy Agers, come on over to my free Facebook group, Easy Aging for the Baby Boomer and Gen X Years. See you there.